Hello, it's Paul O'Mani sitting here in my orange armchair, just a little bit away from the kitchen, unwinding, and I've decided that I'm going to make a episode on Anchor. Now, I had intended to make an episode of this episode yesterday. And I forgot. So I'm going to now um, put the three pieces of audio back up, especially so that I can turn them into an episode. And they're all about, well, they're all about the kind of work I'm, I'm, I was doing yesterday in order to... Um, in order to do something with Business Jazz Podcast, in order to write show notes. So, this is by way of introduction to the most uh, serious podcast that I'm doing these days. It's in its fifth season, and it's here. So, this is a bit of the introduction. And I'm recording this on the Tuesday, and I'm not going to include this in the segment, and then I'm going to include the next three pieces in the segment. That's the plan. I need to write some show notes for the latest episode of Business Jazz, the podcast uh, about how to be genuinely attractive in business today. And I, I, myself and Roger Overall recorded it. We recorded two episodes, uh, one after the other, to uh, uh, how long? Um, about, uh, about 10 days ago. So this is what I'm listening to. And I'm going to start writing show notes. Completely unscripted, raw. The podcast about how to be genuinely attractive in business today. About 30 minutes long. Once again, once again, Roger, you have demonstrated to me your immense skill at making mistakes. Now, the ability to make mistakes, take them in your stride, recover, is, is one of the greatest skills that people can have. Because it's absolutely inevitable that you will make mistakes. I certainly made a mistake a few years ago. It's, it's bound to happen that at some stage, between birth and death, some people you I might make a mistake or two. You might make a whole series of them. The key point is that, in fact, even all of your life might be a mistake, but the key point is to recover and to keep on smiling through your mistakes. And I want to congratulate you on making yet another mistake this morning. And that's a new mistake, I think. You usually, you, the good thing about this is that you're not repeating your old mistakes, you're making new ones. If only that were true. I just need to check the audio levels on this one. If 
that were true because I realised we recorded an episode of Business Jazz in your kitchen a little while ago, and I made the mistake. Mistake number one. Ding. I didn't check to see whether there was enough recording time on the device, and there wasn't, and the episode cut out after about 20 minutes. No problem, we thought. What we'll do is we'll do a second recording, and we'll merge the two together, and people will be none the wiser. And I remember saying to you when we did that, I don't know what it is, Paul, but the audio quality of the second recording is vastly different from the first recording. Well, that's oh, I remember that. I well, remember that's because that. I got the microphones mixed up. So the one recording was off the lapel mics that we're recording off now, and the second recording was off the device's generic microphone, which gives a completely different audio quality. And I've made that mistake again. I recorded the first podcast that we've done today about doing work you don't like, that's the previous episode, on the generic microphone, well, ladies and gentlemen, so thank you very much for coming to the again. Business Jazz Podcast, the podcast about how to make podcasts without making mistakes. Right, today's, I, today's case right. study. You're in the wrong place there, Paul. I mean, you said you, make a, you made a mistake once several years ago. I plan I'm not make... sure about that, though. I may be making a mistake now. I may actually not have made a mistake. I may have forgotten. You know what, Roger? It's possible that I have never made a mistake. Never made a mistake. But also, I may, al- I may also have forgotten all of my mistakes. I've got to tell a very quick story about this. You've heard of Jack Nicholas. Right. Jack Nicholas giving a public speech after dinner speech. Terrific uh, audience there. Jack is a fantastic speaker. Jack says at one point in the speech that I have never three-potted on the 18th green when in contention in a competition. Never three-potted on the 18th when in contention. So, in the middle of the speech, as as Jack says this, um, your man, uh, one of the people in the audience, did he say anything or did he not say anything? No, he didn't say anything to Jack, but the, the, the... the presentation finished, and uh, Bob Rotella was there. Bob Rotella is one of the greatest coaches ever invented, right? What you hear next is a continuation of the conversation. Teaches you. Okay, I'll fill in the rest. 
that teaches you that really great golfers don't go around wasting their time remembering their mistakes. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Well, that's um, that's good. That's good. I plan to make at least well, half a dozen mistakes today, but I'll forget them. Uh, clearly, I'm very good at that as well because I learned nothing from my previous mistake because I forgot it. I forgot I'd made it. Therefore, I learned nothing. Moving on. The great thing when we're recording a podcast like this, Roger, is that if, if we uh, haven't a clue where we're going, we can always have a little pause. We don't have to get flustered. We don't have to worry. We just simply have to allow what's going to come out next to be ready to come out. And it's one of the key things about being able to do good work, top quality work. It is knowing when to do nothing. And having the confidence that out of adversity will emerge something. Which is my way of saying that I do not know what, air, what direction you want to take this podcast in today, but I do know that it will go in some direction, even if it some days it goes in a straight line, other days it goes in the shape of a histogram, other days it, things go off at a tangent, and some days it goes circular. Does that come from experience? Does that come from having done it so many times before? that you know, I can trust the process, I can trust that something is going to happen of value, of merit, and therefore an episode will appear that genuinely helps people, that, 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 that there is something there. Because I think experience is very important, I think experience is very attractive as well. I think experience is one of the things that when you look at a company, and I think if, if a company can say we have this experience, I think that's very attractive. Simply because you do have that, that to my mind, where you've done it before. I mean, who do you want? There's a, there's a story of a, I think you may have told it to me, maybe we've told it before on this podcast, of a heart surgeon in the US who's 90, in his 90s, and he still consults. And he still does operations. And he's actively encouraged by younger colleagues to come in to the operating theatre during operations. And I'm not sure who said it. This may be a documentary I saw. I'm not sure who said it on the documentary. But basically, and I think it was one of the younger doctors, and said, look, if you're talking to a patient, and you're going to say, right, what I'm going to do is I'm going to cut your chest open, I'm going to clamp it open, I'm going to reach in, and I'm going to do some high-level maintenance on your heart. With me is going to be a guy who's 94, and he's been doing it all his life. Well, that would make you, I would think, feel quite good. I mean, who do you want tinkering with your heart? The man who's been doing it for 50 years, or the guy who's been doing it for two years? Or girl? Well, I certainly would like. I certainly would feel better if there was a master heart cracker open alongside The Apprentice. Definitely about like that. Because I... And what you hear next, may you may consider to be the best bit of the whole podcast.
aims more to do with, it's not the skill level of the surgeon, say the younger surgeon doing it, because they are skilled, they've done it before. And it's not for things that go right. It's for when they encounter something that's gone, that's going wrong, or when they encounter something they haven't seen before. That, therein lies the value of a seasoned person who's, who's done it for decades, who has pretty much encountered everything. So where am I going with this? I, I, I have this thing lately, because I'm getting older myself, and I sort of think, well, how old will I be when I stop actually working for money so that I, I'm creating an income? And my retirement plan, quite frankly, is to work. <laughs> work is my retirement plan. Um, and so I've been thinking, well, what age could you work until? Well, then you look and you look around and you think, well, Ridley Scott, the director of Alien and Blade Runner and many more films, he's 80 oh, we spoke now. about him recently. He's 80 now, yeah. he's still working. Yeah. Warren Buffett is in his 80s, one of the richest men in the world, still actively investing and looking for investment. Stan Lee apparently still goes into work at age 94. There are These are all exceptional people. Now, okay, unless we um, decide, well, we're going to go through this and work, you know, collect all the evidence about, you know, how many people are like Stan Lee? It's, it's not actually Stan Lee's and the Warren Buffett's and the, they're not the input, in a way they're not the significant people in this. The significant people in this are the people who say, come in, work with us. Because they're people who've got beyond, as far as I can tell, what most people, what tends to happen in society, which is, my goodness, you're past 60, well, that's the end of it then, and we'll, 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 we'll show you the door in a very polite way, and you have no, you've got nothing to bring to the table anymore, because you're past the same. These people have clearly said there is such a store of knowledge and experience available to us, we are going to keep them in the business. Walt Disney invites and has octogenarians coming in to work on projects and be available to animators. Really? Oh, I didn't know that at all. Well, one of their animators, I think, died fairly recently, and he was in his 90s. Uh, Floyd Norman is an animator in his 80s, and he goes in, and, I mean, Walt Disney, they fired him several times, but he keeps coming back, and he's now in some kind of floating consultative role because he's in the building, and a tremendous resource for younger animators. So, so somebody, and these are the people I really want to focus on, not the people who are this age doing the work, I want to focus on the people who have the presence of mind to say, you know what, we should, we should use these people, that, because to me that makes a business attractive. To me, if I look at a business and they, they've managed to retain, and they've thought about this, this is clearly, this is not we can't get rid of this person, this lady's 88 and you know, she's been here since 1947 and we can't get rid of her. No, there's a, there's a thinking behind it. And I find that is the interesting thing, those people. One of the gulfs, chasms, walls that exist in society and has existed over, say, the last 15 or so years are people who have set up businesses to do with the internet. And 
people who have experience of doing business which never involve the individual. And I would say that there must be a whole lot of people feeling that, look, everything you knew about business is no longer relevant because in the age of the internet all the rules have changed. And there probably are, because I'm sure you've seen the covers, plenty of books out there that even say, you know, the rules have completely changed. Everything is different now. Now, that means that there probably are a whole lot of people who have deliberately excluded from their business life people who don't have experience of the internet. So, unless you're computer literate, you can't really join the this is the last bit. And overall, each of these pieces will have added up to over half of the most recent episode of Business Jazz Podcast. I'm going to stop sharing from the latest episode of Business Jazz podcast at that point discussing the the internet age and whether the rules in relation to knowledge about business have changed and if so how much have they changed and uh, uh, because I think well maybe the best place for you to listen to this um, business podcast is uh, in your podcaster or over there in the podcatcher or over in SoundCloud where we we put it in the first place. So um, so there we are. Um, that's a little, uh, well, it's 15 minutes, isn't it? Extract. And it, by the way, if you do listen to all of that 15 minutes, I will know that you found it interesting and that will be good for my morale. So you'd be doing me a real favor if you might indicate in some way that you've listened to all three episodes. <laughs> Obviously, you know, you may have a million things to do and not have time. So I won't judge that all the people who haven't listened to, to all of it have uh, think that it's, uh, you know, a load of codswallop or not at all relevant or interesting. But I will judge the people who, I will know the people who have listened to all three uh, parts. Well, you'll belong in a very special group of people and uh, I'll communicate with you about that um, if you'd like me to do. So there we are, little, uh, well, uh, about, um, about half of uh, the latest issue of Business Jazz Podcast. And on behalf of Roger overall, and on behalf of myself, thank you very much for listening to this piece. Bye for now.
And that was a large chunk of the weekly podcast which Roger Overall and I have been um, producing for several years. We're on season five and it's a podcast that lasts half an hour and there's a new episode of it every week. It goes up as close to Sunday as I can manage which sometimes means it goes up on a Monday. I hope you've listened to all of it. Thank you. Paula Mani, Sanctuario, for now.